Welcome to WP Tonic Roundtable Podcast, where a panel of leading WordPress junkies discusses the latest WordPress and internet stories of the week. Now, on with the show with your moderator, Jonathan Denwood. By the way, there's going to be a slightly um, new format to this show. Um, I'm introducing, um, not every week, but what I'm calling Jonathan's tirade, uh, um, which is, ah, which the, is the rant be, section. Which oh, is going to be a, a two to three minute editorial at the beginning of this show. Oh, um, editorial comment. And two of you, two of you are going to be allowed to comment. I will not interrupt. You have one to two minutes to make your comment on my <laughs> tarot. And then I, if you go above two minutes, I'm cutting you off. And I'm going to the next person, and there will only be two of you that will be allowed to comment on it. And it's the first one that puts their hand up that wants to make a comment. If there is no comments, we're just going to go straight into the story, right? Right. You're not going to call randomly on somebody? Like, no, uh, I'm going like to let you volunteer. If you want to comment <laughs> on it, you can put your hand up. Um but first of all, I'm going to let the panel introduce themselves. Um, first of all, Uncle Spencer, would you like to introduce yourself? Spencer Foreman from WPLaunchify.com. Yeah, do try and eat before you come on the show, Spencer. My God, you know. <clears throat> I'm having some very tasty, already shelled um, nuts here. He's, snack- he's snacking. Um, um, I've got a returning friend of the show, Joe Casabana. He's returning. Um, always welcome on the show. You've got a new call side here as well. Um, he was a bit. He was a bit reluctant to talk about it himself. He's such a. How he's got the true spirit. Um, he's out there, but he's a very humble individual. So just quickly tell us about your new course because you're so proud of it, aren't you? Well, you thank should, you, and you should be. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's called Master Full Site Editing, and it is uh, a user-focused course to help people uh, learn about the full site editor. So super in beta is the full site editor right now, but uh, it will evolve as the editor evolves. And hopefully by WordPress 5.9, you'll be able to do some really cool things without code. If you're interested, you can go to masterfse.com. And um, Joe's a great educator, um, so I'm sure the course is up to his normal, very high standards. Also, when it comes to the recommendation, you can recommend two products, and one of those could be the course, so just go for it, Joe. Uh, um, um, Sally, Sally's back. Always welcome, my friend Sally. Would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Uh, Sure. I'm Sally Getch, rhymes with Sketch, WP Fangirl, organizer of the East Bay WordPress Meetup which is so far uh, uh, still meeting online. So you can join from anywhere. We meet on the third Sunday of the month at 1 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, we can't seem to get rid of this virus. It's like a wretched friend at a party that just won't go. Uh, um, So uh, go back home, I mean. Um, John, my friend John, would you like to introduce yourself? John Locke, SEO practitioner at Lockdown Design and SEO. And we have the only unique Andrew Palmer with us. Andrew, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Andrew Palmer. You can find me on thisisandrewpalmer.com. You've got to love that voice. Oh, yeah. That, that's totally your... Uh, <clears throat> 
I, my Ice my husband radio. used to say I used to say I had a a podcast voice because yeah, when yeah. I was pre-recording things I I would <laughs> talk in a way that I guess he found sexier than than, than yeah, usual. I've got, a, I've got a face for radio and a voice for print. <laughs> um, so there we go. Um, before we go into the stories, we've got a new section which I'm not going to do every week, but probably knowing me, and I'm going to call it. Jonathan's tirade. tirade. Uh, um, what's it going to be this week? Um, it's going to be about WordPress and racism. Uh, um, the, what's come, and John has helped me here. There's a there's seems to be a small group of notable figures in the WordPress community that are racists. They are by their Twitter. Um, statements and other statements, they are hardcore racists and they have separate Twitter accounts and other ways where they try and hide their true self from the WordPress community where they engage in racism online and abuse black people and minorities, Hispanics or anybody else that they don't like for whatever perverted reason in their diseased mind comes on their radar. Uh, um, It is sad. Don't get me wrong. I've met some of the best people that have in my life through WordPress. Some of them are on this panel. Uh, um, But it must be stated there, there's a minority of well-known figures who their public persona isn't their private one, uh, um, and it's sad, and it's true. I'm not going to name them, not because I'm scared that they will take take legal action, because I can show the proof of their racism. It's just that I don't want to have to waste my energy, and also these people I feel are very damaged individuals. What I know a lot of people have blocked these people and in it's and they're well known and a lot of people have thrown them off their podcasts, their their Twitter feeds, and it's all done on the quiet. What we're gonna do about these people in the WordPress community, I don't know. So that's the end of my tarot. Does any of the panel want to remark about it? Yes, John wants to. Off you go. All right. Uh, a timer. Anyway, I don't think this this is like necessarily a WordPress problem. This is primarily a, a, what I've discovered over the last few years. And I'm sorry that it's taken this long for me to like really realize it. But it's it's a white people problem in the fact that a lot of white people do not know the history of this nation from the perspective of someone who isn't white. We're taught that George Washington had wooden teeth, but he, his dentures were actually made from the teeth of his slaves. Thomas Jefferson was a slave owner who was a cruel, cruel person. George Washington had a, a, a slave that tried to escape and he pursued her for years and years. Relentlessly. Um, I mean, relentlessly. Relentlessly. Well, hold on. Give me my time. We believe that, you know, slavery ended and everything was good. But people don't know about Reconstruction. They don't know about um, 
places trying to vote that actually voted for black people, like in, in North Carolina. And then there is an armed coup basically said, everybody, all you people um, that, that just got voted in, you retire now or we're going to kill your family. And this, this ignorance of, of the ways that things continue now, even in the Olympics and stuff, you see people saying, oh, you won this race because you're black. Well, now you're going to have to uh, prove that you're like a, a woman and not a man. You know, th that's something I just seen today. So we're, we're, we don't know the history of this country, and that's why you get people saying stuff like, well, what about this? So what about that? Well, what about all the times, you know, white people burn down black neighborhoods? We don't know about that. Anyway. Yep, you know, anybody else wants to comment? Yeah, yeah me, from, from the perspective of the UK. We were very lucky when I was at school, which was a long time ago. We did learn about um, atrocities, really. Slavery, who the slave owners were. We've just had a situation a couple of years ago where a slave owner statue was taken down in Bristol, which is quite a big city in the West country of, uh, of the country. Um, and lots of people on Twitter were saying, so what? You know, he was a great industrialist. He employed loads of people. Yeah, right. He was also a slave owner and a, a slave trader. And yes, England supposedly... Got, you know, made slavery illegal, was the first country, I think, to make slavery illegal. But the compensation that the slave owners got was, if you compare it to how much a, a pound was worth then to how much it's worth now, they were, they were literally getting 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 million pounds in compensation for giving up their, their slave trade. Um, and I see what's happening in, on Twitter and on Facebook and everything and, and about Tennessee putting in new laws and the southern states of America putting in um, laws about not educating people about the true history of America. And I can actually see why they don't want that educated or why they don't want people educated about that because there'll be riots on the streets, literally, um, because it's horrendous what we as human beings have subjected all races to but white that don't don't get me wrong white people used to be slaves as well you know egyptians had slaves slavery is part of the human nature but but and i know i see john putting his hand in his in, head in his hands but america the uk invaded africa invaded Barbados, invaded all of the black countries in the, in the world and took people by force and made them slaves. And we're all denying it because we're not allowing people to be educated to what our white history was like. And we abuse people and we have to not necessarily atone yeah, we, for it, but we certainly admit to it. We've got to end it now and go on to our stories. I, I just wanted to say that everybody's got a right to their own opinion. And I have a, quite a few conservative Republican friends. I know you're going to be amazed, listeners and viewers. But where I take the line is when people have secret Twitter accounts and secret other accounts, and they think they can hide it, but they are found out. And 
I've been shown and I've seen the evidence of the individuals. We're not talking about mild conservatism or traditional Republican views. We're talking about real hardcore racist views here. Um, really nasty attitudes and nasty stuff. Um, so let's go on to something lighter, i.e. WordPress. Uh, um, so full page patterns are still oh missing and piece of block WordPress development. It's a, it's a tavern title, goes on forever. What do you think of this one, um, Joe? Yeah, uh, I agree wholeheartedly with the sentiment of this article. It's something that I was thinking about as I developed the the course is that we've got, you know, we've got block patterns. Uh, we've got reusable blocks. I think we probably need some hybrid of those because right now, if you want to create reuse uh, uh, block patterns, you need to do so with code. Uh, you need to create, I mean, you can use Justin Tadlock's plugin, but in core, you, you need code. Um, His plugin is out of date. This, this plugin's already out of date. Three, so. three, three generations out of date. Wow. So there you go. So you can't even... Yeah. All, I've all, I mean, there are... Um, I think Editor's Kit lets you save uh, sure. block patterns. And, it, you know, there are some plugins that do it. But, but, the, but the, the, point, the point is that it should be in core, right? And I think that full page patterns uh, are still uh, an important piece, right? Because we're talking about full site editing is going to be able to let us modify templates. The 404 page, we've got the query block. But now if I want to, let's say, recreate a landing page with the block editor, I need to go to the block editor, click on the code view, copy the code, go to a new page, paste the code and make the changes. So uh, I, I agree wholeheartedly with this. I think it's, I would assume, especially now that it's an article on the tavern and enough people have seen it, that it's probably on the roadmap and that the team wants to work out some of the bigger full site editing bugs first, but it it's if we want if we really want this to be a let's say a page builder replacement, which nobody has said that nobody on the open source team has said that yet, but it is. Um, then we'll need full page patterns. Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, they they mention and and they they uh, have several times mentioned uh, Studio Press uh, that you know the Genesis Blocks library includes what they call layouts, which has an option for like entire pages or sets of of pages. And um, I'm looking now. I don't know if I can share my uh, screen. Not likely. Uh, yeah, it 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 it, it su suggests options for doing this, but um, uh, it's probably going to be too complicated. Yeah. Uh, but I'm one of the people who, who like has all the block libraries. So, uh, like the Cadence Cadence block library, which I really like. I use their plugins, but I haven't. I've not tried their themes. Um, has a, a library where it says, you know, sections, starter packs which are basically full-page uh, templates, uh, wireframes, which are similar sorts of layouts, but with only placeholder content. Uh, if you have the uh, Extendify, uh, goes with one of the block ads and says, you know, sections, 
full pages. So, you know, clearly there's enough need for this that everybody who has created like a block library plugin uh, has created some of these things. Um, And so, yeah, there should be some version in core uh, and it's taken the, you know, the core team long enough to figure this out that people may still end up continuing to use one of these alternatives because the core team has been slow. All right. So what do you reckon? Can I I ask Spencer, uh, what what did you think of this, Spencer? Um, Oh, also, by the way, if you've, if you, I don't know this one, I'm asking you, Spencer, um, if you put all these additional block libraries, does, does it end up like the similar situation to Alimator? It kind of slows the whole thing down because you've got all these block, these separate block libraries from third parties. You can deactivate um, oh. blocks if you aren't using them, which helps reduce the the you know uh, code load. I haven't found it like unbearably clumsy, but I, I would still, in a lot of ways, prefer to be able to just say here, I would want to install, you know, these oh, so, additional blocks. Oh, right. So it is a similar situation to what you can end up with, Animator. Over to you, Spencer. Couple, couple layers here. I'll try to be very brief. First of all, is Sally Getch rhymes with Getch, the Sally G in the comments here? Um, I have not made it. I was comments. a page maker in design person recently finding Affinity Publisher. <laughs> so, see, that's not you, is it? That's not me. That's no, not I don't me. think that would be okay. sad either. We're not, allowed, we're not allowed to add comments. Because I, I, I know you're like, Affinity Publisher, I was going to be like, we got to get a time machine to bring you back from the 1800s. Okay, um, that's not, that's Affinity Publisher is new-ish. Um, okay. Uh, that was just a minor stumbling point. Here's the situation that I see. First of all, I think this is a, a very good Justin Tadlock article because it goes to the old Justin Tadlock that it's not just a glorified press puff piece. It's a real conversation. The issue here is semantics. So since we have two people from Great Britain on the panel today, I would love to drive my lorry and go over and dump some you know, refuse in the bin. Tip. Or... If you I have a lorry, you have to dump it in a tip. Or, yeah, Fish I mean, in the so bin. The point is, too many differences in the semantics between the page builders does not need to be further complicated by the semantics of being too clever. But I don't think they're doing it to be clever. I think they're doing it because they're struggling to just agree upon the words. But can we just, across the industry, that's one of the things I'm working on myself. Can we just agree to call things what they are. I've seen this in the CRM world. For example, Salesforce doesn't use tags. They call them topics. And some CRMs call them lists instead of tags. It makes it really hard for people to use the product when the steering wheel of your car is not called a steering wheel in every automotive maker. Okay, next level. To Sally's comment, which is, is not untrue, we are in an unfortunate transitional period between existing tools in the core to stylize blocks versus having to use a preferred third-party service. So, for example, Editor Plus, which goes along with Extendify, and I was on the phone with Chris yesterday and Munir, they have come up with tools that allow somebody to take any standard block and add the style. However, that builds in a dependency to their plugin 
so that you can't remove their plugin without losing all of the styles. Similarly, if you make a reusable block with something that was stylized with their plugin, it's now dependent upon that plugin as well. Same with a pattern. If you build a pattern from a block or a reusable block that's also dependent. So as you can see, you can't simply add one component into the sort of open-end chain right now and not be stuck with that thing, which makes me a little concerned because, for example, Sujay and Brainstorm Force have a really amazing set of you know, free block plugins and templates and patterns and tools, but then there's also Extendify, and then there's going to be a third and a fourth and a fifth and a tenth, including Cadence. We're building a problem for ourselves if WordPress does not have tools in the core that allow you to do those basic functionalities like styling a block. If they would do that and they would call the blocks blocks, the next problem is easily solved in my opinion. I have found in practice that we definitely need to make it clear that a reusable block is like you make it once and it changes all 500 copies of it. That's a concept people do not And why they didn't just call them global blocks? Why don't they call them global blocks? Or why don't they call it widgets? But they call them blocks, that's fine, as long as we understand. A block is your basic building element. It should be styled natively in WordPress. And if you save it as a global or reusable, it's like you're, you're making your, your job easier to make 500 changes all at once. But here's where I digress. I think instead of futzing around with sections and then whole page templates and all this other chazarai, we should just make it simple. There's blocks and layouts. And here's why. If everybody... Oh, we, made, uh, you've if, made some excellent points. Well, let me just finish with one sentence because this is the whole point. Yeah, go on. One, sentence, layout, one sentence. If you make a layout, you can save it and share it and drop it in anywhere and remove the, bar, the parts that you don't need. Right. Thank Everything you. in between is too That's more than one sentence. You've had your sentence. You went on, by the way, you went on and on and on about this. Yeah, well, I own the show. It's my show. It's actually, I, know you, I know you don't get this, Spencer, but it's actually my show. Uh, um, so, uh, um, Andrew, uh, um, what do you think of this? And also, we're three years into this project and we're still, we're talking about fundamental stuff here. We are. That's why we. That's why I built PageBuilderCloud.com and sold it. But I built it because when when we first came out in May 2019, I think May 2018, even I can't remember. But when was Berlin? No, November, uh, uh, December 2018. Yeah, thank you. Um, can't even remember when we built it. But but my specific request, and I spoke. I was lucky enough to speak with Matt about it as well. My specific request of the developers was to make sure that we could save Gutenberg pages that we built um, with blocks and with patterns and everything. We could save that whole page to the cloud so that it could be then used on any other WordPress website. And obviously, I had a lot to do with Gutenberg Hub and Manier and helping him with his business in that and then Extendify, purchasing them and all that kind of stuff and introduce the guys together. So I've been involved in this kind of technology thought process for a while my concern with wordpress doing it in core is the same concerns that i have of elementor doing things in core that plugin developers have spent an awful long time developing because they didn't have it initially um and i'm a victim of that because i now own db form for elementor and they've actually put that into pro so you know that's that's a sales channel gone but 40, we were actually giving it away for free, 40,000 
of those plugins were downloaded. So it shows that there's a need. And I think what WordPress are doing is they're, they're seeing whether or not there is a need for this before investing time in doing it. And let's face it, and Joe will, will confirm this because he's got his FSE course, they are waiting for full site editing to come to fruition, 100% fruition. And then I think we're going to see a glut or a gamut of stuff that WordPress core designers are going to put into core. We, we, it will come, but they don't want to dis- – they, they, they just want to see what the market actually wants. And, the, All right, and that's also, they right. don't want to overload what Gutenberg can do because people yeah, still sure. don't. some people still don't get it. Right. It's great. Um, we need to go on to the next story. But before that, um, if you want to continue this, this discussion about blocks, Gutenberg – you really need to join the WP Tonic Facebook group. And it's a great group of professionals, admins. And if you want to continue this discussion, please join us in the WP Tonic WordPress Mastermind group. Um, before I go on story two, and I forgot to do this at the beginning because I, was, I got so pumped up with my tarot, um, is I've got to talk about my great sponsor, that's Castos. The founder of Castos is coming on the interview show in September, um, Craig. We're going to have a great interview. It's a great product. If you're interested to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients, you need a service like Castos. Um, You store all the audio files. It produces the RS feed. It's got a beautiful UX design. It's really the best interface and easy to use that I've found of all these type of products. It's a flat one-year charge, or you can um, pay monthly, but you just pay a flat fee, unlimited uploads. You're not penalised for being a successful podcaster. It's just a superb product. Please go over there for yourself or for your clients, buy one of their packages, and please tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic Show. It really supports the show. And I see you, all my old-term listeners and viewers, as my tribe, as part of the WP Tonic tribe. So uh, um, please do that. So on to the next story before we go for our break. Oh, yeah, another target. Oh, by the way, listeners and viewers, this show is a ton-in-teak. We take the piss Uh, of many things in WordPress and also in the tech industry. And there's an endless source of people to take the piss out of. And one of them is the founder of Facebook. Uh, um, What a a piece of shit he is and what a shitty company he is. She risks everything to expose Facebook. Now she's telling her story. Uh, What did you think of this one, Joe? Uh, I only caught the highlights of this, so I don't think I have the the best, uh, you know, probably the best. It doesn't stop me from commenting on this. Yeah, yeah, this is the uh, show where you are invited to provide an opinion, whether you know anything about the subject or not. (laughs) That won't won't rescue you, Joe. No, no, it won't. It won't rescue me. But um, I mean, all I can say is is. Anybody who does something like this uh, is who who risks themselves personally to to expose 
an injustice, some gross injustice, um, is uh, is a hero, right? Because you're you're purposely putting yourself in the limelight in a toxic situation, right? Because one, I mean, if you if people find out about you on Twitter, no matter who you are, uh, if they disagree with you, they'll tell you. Like you know, I made fun of Philly sports one time, and they told me to kill myself. They told me to kill myself uh because i said philly sports fans were mean so i guess they proved my point <laughs> but um you know i i just think anything uh anything she lost her job uh she put herself in in the limelight and uh you know i i aside from the actual particulars of the story i just think that that's i don't know that yeah, i be able to do the I, same I thing but We've got to accept when, obviously, rich or people in the public eye do need to think about their personal security. But when an individual needs 50 handlers to protect them, like this piece of shit that owns this company and the other space warrior, Jeff Bezos, that his employees have to piss in bottles so that he can afford to blast and leave leave earth uh um he's another toe rag that needs 50 fucking bouncers around him to protect him why do you think they need 50 a 50 man and woman protection team well because they're fucking toe rags that's why listeners and viewers of the lowest order that's why what, they what need... if you has to tell me where the expression toe rag comes from i don't know i just love using it sally Go on, where do you think it comes from, Angie? Isn't it like so slaphead, you want to say? Slaphead? Or that's only for Jeff Bezos? Uh, slap, slaphead, yeah, we say slaphead. Of course, of course we do, yeah. But we've got a bald guy here, you know, he's got headphones on. It's not a very nice thing to say, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm saying while Jonathan is shouting profanities at while, while we're on, or while, while I'm on, there was Eric Karkovac, uh, which John, um, the SEO guy here, retweeted. He said, kind of a big anniversary for everyone who uses the web. 30 years ago today, Tim Berners-Lee published the very first website. And I just did a knee-jerk reaction, which I, I know you shouldn't do on, on anything, even podcasts, especially if you're not allowed to finish your comment. Um, but how far have we come? And I, So this is what I said. So how far have we come and how much useless information and untruths we have absorbed? WWW was a blessing that we have allowed to be taken over by malcontents. We are cursed what this, by what this tangled web feeds us discontent, disinformation, and data grabbing by the boatload. What what Zhang has done is just tell us what we already know, right? There's no, we, we know this and we still use Facebook. We've got a Facebook group. You know, I've got a Facebook group. We've got 10 Facebook I'm groups. A yeah, Facebook. Yeah, I don't use Facebook, but... You know, we, um, we use Facebook groups to promote You use something even worse, Twitter. But the thing is, is that we've got, we've allowed this situation to, well, we've allowed the Zuckerbergs and the Bezoses and everybody for the simple point of convenience to abuse our data and to abuse our mindsets and to persuade us to go a particular way. It's our own fault. I said it time and time again on this podcast. It is our own fault. And the only way to stop it is to stop using those services. It's that simple because we will never be able to get these billionaires out of our heads if we continue using the services that they provide us. It's that simple. 
I don't totally agree with that, but I see where you're coming from. Uh, yeah, I don't know if enough people are going to stop using them. I think then, exactly. you know, are we do we do we uh, then simply leave them uh, to the folks who are are using them for the worst possible purposes? And I mean, it's not like there was ever a time when everybody on the interwebs was nice to everybody else. Because, uh, you know, flame wars was one of the first terms invented to, to, uh, to, to discuss the way people behave towards one another online uh, in various kinds of bulletin boards and, and uh, use net you're groups so and right. all that. You're so right, Sally. Thanks for pointing uh, and, and, you know, unfortunately... People are just nasty. It, it's, it's sort of... Uh, I mean, it's it's partly human nature anyway that people can be pretty nasty to to one another. But then on top of it, there was the insulation and um, illusion of anonymity that the internet provided, well, so like, that people will say things to each other that they wouldn't necessarily yeah. say standing yeah. next to you. Yeah, it's a bit like it's, if you really want to see somebody's nature, get them drunk. Because, um, you know, you see what they're really like. Because, you know, um, I've had some people that have gone out and we've knocked a few drinks and I've done it purposely. And they get nasty. When, I, when I've had a few down me, um, I, I just get Really giggly, you know. Um, but there's, you know, when you get, I'm a really nice drunk. Yeah, I'm a nice drunk. Um, Spencer, you, you've got the arrows in your back from forums and online groups, and um, you know, um, I think Sally had a great point. You know, we well, we, you know, the the thing is that the large number of people who were first on the internet were adolescent males. Oh God! I thought that would come. Uh, uh, oh, I mean, Sally's comment is is really the the whole thing. You know, John would speak to this too. Like, we only need to remind ourselves that the history was not a very nice place to live in. I mean, the United States, especially for the 150 years prior to today, it was not a really amazing place. It was <laughs> racist and homophobic and 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 difficult. To, to do things. And, and I, I literally saw an article of somebody from my generation who talked about sort of tongue in cheek, like growing up without modern technology, modern communication, modern whatever. And it's funny because like I grew up in an era where it was before the internet and TV. So the point is that people are awful to people historically. And I think in a weird way, we've actually gotten better at how we treat each other because of the tools that have allowed us to expose how awful we are to each other. <laughs> really, in the really last, people don't know bad years. No courtesy, nothing, have they? Because it's on Twitter or Facebook. They think they've got the right to say I, I mean, anything to there, anybody. There's, a, there's I, I wanted to say, it's not related to being a racist per se, but there was a video that I swear to God, I thought was a joke. It was, and it may still be, but there was a flight where some 22-year-old entitled kid got drunk on a, Frontier Airlines flight the other day. And allegedly, if this is true and not the onion, the flight attendants and the passengers had to like duct tape them to the seat. But then there was a, an interview of the alleged flight attendant who was a, a very entertaining, very large black man who 
what I swear it was a script from Saturday Night Live, the way he talked about what he had to do. And I can post the link in here, but my point is the fact that that is on mainstream news and media, and we can see how awful with a video of the flight this person was and how hilariously amazing as a human being this flight attendant was is the kind of thing that shines yeah, the light. Yeah, uh, there was a, I, I think she was um, Irish. She, she was an Irish lawyer and she was on a Ryanair and she, and she got, she was, she's an alcoholic. And she, I think Andrew knows this. It was in the UK media, and it was was all filmed on camera. um, And she spent the whole flight, I think it was to Spain, she spent the whole flight abusing the staff, the the other passengers, uh, a a constant tarot of verbal abuse and physical abuse upon everybody, Uh, um, because she's tanked up a bit and she's got no control over herself. And she she was a lawyer. She was a quasar supposed to be a quasar professional. Uh, um, I, it, by the way, it turns out it was a spoof. They finally said it was a spoof. But I posted the link in there. It's so funny because it like when you see a racist or God one of you know one of our congressmen that's like a moron or senators, you hold the mirror up to their behavior in public, and that's when you realize that absolute power corrupts absolutely. And people in general are stupid idiots that treat other people horribly until somebody shines the light of day on them. And then all of a sudden they come to a reckoning. And when you make a hilarious spoof about it, it lets everybody see how ridiculous that behavior is. And I think in a weird way, less people in the future act badly when that happens. We need to go. go, Sorry, John, I'll I'll start with you after the break, John. Uh, um, We'll be back in a few moments, folks. LaunchFlows turns your WooCommerce website into a selling machine. We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey from the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel all the way to the bottom. Best of all, you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high-converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10 to 30% conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products, mastermind class offers, high-ticket software sales, or subscription supplements. Not an expert? Don't worry. We've got the training and the consultation you need. WP Launchify will teach you how to get the most out of launch flows with personal consultation on WordPress, WooCommerce, marketing automation, and much more. If you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business, you owe it to yourself to try launch flows today. We're coming back. 
I think we've had a good discussion. Uh, Robert, I don't know what Joe's making. Yes, Joe, this is getting worse. Every time you come back, it gets worse, Joe, doesn't it? Uh, Rob, so <laughs> I'm just enjoying I can't believe that was a spoof, the thing we talked about before it, it the break. It was so well done. Uh, yeah. I, so I, well done. My parents are worth $2 million. I'm like, this This tracks. This tracks. And then when he said stuff, you got to watch him, but he says stuff like, if you do this, you're entitled to an ass whooping. <laughs> I was just like, if this is the real flight attendant, well, Classic. I think, I think the, re, the reality's become more bizarre than the spoofs, so yeah, it's, it's really fine. hard to tell. Uh, yes, yeah, some, some things tend to be a, uh, a, a parody of themselves. Now, look at Captain Captain America that blasted off and he lands and he says, oh, thank you, all my Amazon customers and workers, for all the fucking abuse I put you through. Uh, you, know, you you paid for my little trip to outer space. What a wanker. Uh, um, so uh, I like to piss on his fucking shoes. Uh, hey, um, you, you got that. Oi, behave yourself. <laughs> I really would. I like to piss on his shoes. Um, it's, the, it's the growth. <laughs> it's the growth of active installs of WordPress plugins declining in 2021. I wonder why. Over to you, John. Yeah, I mean, they they tracked, uh, I think it was like uh, 20 or 25 of the most popular plugins, and it shows that over the last six months or so, it the active plugins uh, of all the ones they're tracking across the board seem to be down. I think what might have happened is when everybody was in active quarantine, that uh, people were maybe they were installing stuff or working on websites or starting new websites, and maybe they abandoned it now. It's really difficult to say. I, I would say that like WordPress is the self-hosted dot word WordPress. Um, it has a lot of market share right now, and it, it, it's a lot. I don't I don't know if we'll get to fifty percent. Looks like we might, but um, that's a lot. That's a lot of installs on the web. Uh, so, I mean, my guess would be if I had to bet that people were. Um, at home and decided to start websites or work on their websites. And maybe some of these are uninstalled now, or maybe they're abandoned. I, I don't know. That's my guess. Have we actually definitively ruled out that there's been some change uh, uh, or glitch in the way stuff is tracked? Um, and also I noticed, you know, they've got the, the sort of, you know, Fairly tidy-looking trend lines, but the actual numbers—I mean, they—they—they they, they, they have fluctuated quite a bit. Um, yeah, um, actually, um, I had the pleasure. I'm not sure Spencer would agree. I had the pleasure of interviewing Spencer yesterday for the interview. Show. <laughs> I'm not sure he totally enjoyed the experience. Uh, I'm not sure he totally enjoyed the experience. Oh, Spence, uh, it was good for me. Was it good uh, for you? Um, <laughs> uh, but he pointed out there's a new breed of plugin buyer that. Actually, the buying of plugins seems to be their main hobby. Um, they they literally, especially when it's on a lifetime deal, there seems to be a certain individual out there that just buys plugins 
all the time. Um, I've been known to buy plugins because on those lifetime deals because I was sure they were going to be useful in a someday you know, somewhere someday right you know it's like that, i'd had a previous yeah. site i could have used something like that yeah on. somewhere so, in the future yeah like, let's get all, when it's and, yeah, and don't all, use it we all think that sally uh, over to you uh, uh, yes Lichay, 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 what did you think joe oh yeah i was just gonna that's that's why those lifetime deals works uh i i will say i love post status and i love everybody over there uh but Generally, they, won't, they won't come on my show. <laughs> they, won't, they refuse to be interviewed by me. Interesting. Yeah, I, uh, I don't. I don't know. But uh, I will say that there's something. I think it's called Brettering's law of headlines, which is that if a headline ends in a question mark, the answer is no. Um, I would say. I would say that that John's John's assessment is probably correct. Right. It's just like how everybody was like. Um, in May or June of this year, like travel inflation is out of control. Prices are up like 200% from this time last year. And it just takes like anybody with half a brain to point out that like nobody was traveling last year. So prices were like in the toilet. Um, So I think we're probably seeing the opposite effect here, right? People installed plugins when they were home and had nothing to do. And they probably finally launched that side project and they tried a bunch of plugins. One of these is the classic editor. I assume we're just going to see the classic editor drop off completely, especially because now there's a bunch of people saying like, you don't need the classic editor. You have the classic block, uh, which is, I think, always been the case. But um, so I, I I suspect that it's a lot of people were trying plugins for a while and now we're seeing a drop off. It could also just, the metrics could have changed, right? We yeah. we don't know because uh, one like that that stuff isn't open for us uh, to see. For like, no, the we're not the chosen ones, are right. we? We're not allowed to see that, are we? Um, Andrew, what did you think of this? Well, I think it reflects that the premium plugin market is growing rather than the free plugin market because people are fed up of having to go to wordpress.org for support and not getting it. And I've got three examples, and I could name names, but I'm not going to. Three three clients over the last four weeks have changed their... One of them was a pop-up maker that's free on, on .org. Couldn't get any support on it. So we installed a premium pop-up maker, and they're, they're very happy. And it costs them 25 bucks a year. They're, they're quite happy with that. And But I know through taking over a load of plugins that my sales have tripled in the last six weeks. So people are taking premium plugins seriously because if you can do the support and you can make sure that you get the support right, which we haven't got 100% right, you know, so if anyone comments that, well, it's not that good, um, it's better than it was, but it needs to be sort of 90% um now, but I think I think it is a it's this truism that there are more people buying premium plugins with the viewpoint that because they're paying for it, they're going to get support, and that support is proving it. And one of the guys, actually, the guy that um, that um, that he asked, Ian Paulson, you know, he's properly good at support, you know, uh, and I think the the premium plugin developers, along with people like Vova Feldman, who who runs Freemius has persuaded plugin developers the best way that you're going to retain your recurring income is to up your game on support. And I've been saying this for years. Give great support. 
you will you will sell great stuff. Simple as that. So, Spencer, I think, and I loved your point that you made during our interview yesterday about this new breed of, um, it's also their hobby, buying plugins, isn't it? <laughs> well, people like to collect them like uh, NFTs or baseball cards, and some of them don't use it. The, the, the LTD market's an interesting phenomena because I really do see that Recurring revenue will not go away, but it will change for plugins, and it's going to be a more Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus model. You're going to go to a place that's an aggregator, and you're going to pay one fee, and you're going to get all the stuff that you need as part of that fee. Undeniably, that's how it's going. And so there's half. This is again one of my personal things because I see the problem. I see how I can help. We have to aggregate into various vertical niches as people who provide these services. So. Whatever our slice of that 50% of the CMS market is, those customers know we'll deliver the service and the knowledge and the support and all the plugins and everything you need in one Lego kit versus the current model of wandering the aisles and so forth. Um, but I want to point out something. Like you asked me last week or something about Robinhood and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I'm not a big fan of uh, statistics and I'm more of an intuitive gut guy. But look at the numbers on these. I think that these charts are unfairly making a conclusion. It's 0.1 to 0.2%. Like the difference over the course of a year is 0.1 to 0.2. That's like, you know, like I gave you eight cents instead of seven cents or something. You know, that's not really worth making a question. By the way, Joe, great, great thing I learned today. Yeah, like, brilliant. Do, <laughs> do I think, do I think this article is relevant? <laughs> do you want to comment back there Joe? Uh, no i mean i think that uh falls in line with betteridge i said the name wrong incorrectly before uh betteridge is law of headlines yeah um that was a good point what, did, what was that saying um angie that says lies lies and damn sisters Statistics? There are lies, damn lies, and statistics. <laughs> and when I took statistics as an undergraduate many, many years ago, one of the assigned textbooks was How to yeah, Lie with Statistics. You're very young spirit, though. You got uh, yeah, spirit. but it's been 33, <laughs> 34 years since I graduated from university. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, datering. Crack did you guys watch crack data? Crack data, you know. You watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High back as in the day, and there was Mr. Spicoli who never went to class. He was a surfer dude, and then the end, the, the teacher, Mr. Hand, holds his future in the palm of his hand because he has to graduate. He's like, "Will I graduate this class, Mr. Hand?" And that's the Joe Casabona answer. It's like. <laughs> No. You already know. Because of my dyslexia, they just they just were thankful to they just literally told me fuck off, Jonathan. You know, you can leave school now. Fuck off. Uh, yeah, uh, please you know, go away. You know, go uh, away. God you know, for, really God, God forbid no, we actually, absolutely like, no idea how to deal with me or what I was. Right. God, God forbid my, we, know, we actually find accommodations. They just wanted to get rid of me as quickly as possible out of school, kick me out as quickly as possible. Uh, look at you now. Yeah, look at me now. Yeah, great. Thanks. Yes. I mean, Thanks you know, I went, I went to school for a jillion years and it's got absolutely nothing to do with with 
what I do for a living. <laughs> and uh, Uncle Spencer thinks I'm, I'm, I, I just pick on him to be grumpy. What Spencer doesn't understand, I'm grumpy with everybody. <laughs> but there we go. Uh, I mean, oh, he's not laughing at that. I thought it was quite good, though. Quite, quite a good one, Uncle Spencer, but there we go. Do I, uh, think, uh, do I think you're picking on me? <laughs> <laughs> you did yesterday. <laughs> time, time is the great equalizer. Yeah, I was just. That's what do, I always say. I, I, can, I, I, will, I may not. I may not win today. I may not like what you say today, but I'm old as fuck, and I will outlast you every time. <laughs> Outliving the heck out of people <laughs> is the best revenge. Oh, God. He's so easy to wind up. All uh, right, there we go. Uh, Rob. Pot. Kettle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I could always rely on you, Sally. Uh, Rob, on to the next, uh, on to the next story. The, tyr- the tyranny of spreadsheets. Um, what did you think? All right, so we go on to the next one, then. Like, yeah. all right. oh, sorry, well, let's, I, I mean, was I on the microphone? Oh, sorry. Let's, go, yes. let's go on to the next one, then, because you run the... It's, well, your, yes. it's so, well, obvious, it's so it. obviously it's your show, so we want to... Um, using WordPress. Well, it was, I mean, that is a pretty embarrassing thing, right? Oh, oops, we lost track of 16,000 COVID infections because some idiot was using an outdated Excel format, then it ran. Ran out of numbers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right, Spencer. Let's go on to the next <laughs> one. Um, oh, this is from uh, Chris Lemmy. He came on the show a few weeks ago. It seems like an eternity. Time is moving quick. But he, he's on a, he, I've got to admit, he's been churning out some good stuff. Using WordPress without writing any code. What did you think of this one, Joe? Yeah, I read through this one. I missed his presentation, but... um. Uh, this is again. I feel like a broken record, right? But this is exactly what we're seeing. I think when when the block edit when the Gutenberg project first launched, this is this is we said they're trying to make WordPress like Squarespace and Wix, and some of the powers that be were like, we're not doing that, but we're we're kind of doing that, right? And and now there are lots of great resources to do this. And Chris points a lot of these out. Um, he talks about uh, the the Automator plugin, which I use on my podcast site to send uh, orders from Restrict Content Pro to Castos so that they can get a private podcast feed. Um, and with with the block editor, with the query loop block, which I think is now being called the, the post template block, uh, with full site editing, this is, ju- this is going to be... I think it's going to be really great because as with all, I think as with all software development, right? Um, we're going to be able to abstract some of the things uh, that developers don't have to worry about. And then developers can spend time working on the hard problems like, um, and, 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 you know, like maybe full page block patterns or full page templates now improving the user experience uh and, and just, just like a that. second joe for god's sake spencer stop playing around with the <laughs> bloody you know, i thought kid. he was just like you know illustrating my point. Is broken today. 
Well, I'm just trying to make this show better because nobody's names show up and StreamYard is broken with putting stuff at the bottom. I mean, you wanted me to help you out. Stop playing with it, for God's sake. Sorry, Joe. (laughs) I'm back to you. Sorry, Joe, I I didn't do that to be disrespectful to you. No, no, I I just figured, you know, that you were were, uh, putting an exclamation point on some of... I was trying to figure out why the bottom was broken. Sorry. Um, But yeah, I, you know, I think that this is... uh, I absolutely see it happening now right i use i i'm a developer and i've barely written any code for any of my sites for the last couple of years unless it was unless it was a custom plugin for something really specific i wanted but most of the time i'm not writing code for my own sites because i want to focus on developing the course developing the program etc yeah that's great well one of the things that 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 was kind of puzzling yeah, to me. One thing, one thing, Sally. Uh, I'm not trying to be you because you, you're a great person, but can you wait for me to ask you to come in? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You know, no. I I jump in too much. It is a habit. Really I do it everywhere. Best, you are correct. Yeah. I'll shut up. No, no, no. Please go full. Go full. But, but I mean, like people have been using WordPress without writing code pretty much since the beginning. Now. Using it to automate these kinds of things, a lot of that is still in process. But, you know, lots and lots and lots of people use WordPress without writing code. Uh, And there are, you know, which was kind of the point of having plugins to do things uh, and themes and the block editor and so on. So, you know, there are people who make money building WordPress sites and they don't write any code. Uh, so it's a little like, you know, kind of back to the headlines. It's like, yeah, and, um, can I make a counterpoint here really quick? Of course you're you're allowed to jump in. (laughs) That is, that is a really good point, right? But how many people have you talked to that are like, yeah, this is great. I set up a website. No, like no problem. I just wish it did this. I think that the, the kind of point, and like, I mean, I'm friends with Chris and I, see him a lot and we hang out so full disclosure i guess um but oh i don't think chris thinks i'm a friend he gives me that dirty, <laughs> he gives me that dirty old fashioned look he gives me um but you know i think that we are quickly marching towards a um a point where users without code no longer have to say i just wish it did x right now they can do x without uh X or Y without needing to to write code or hire a developer. Yeah, by the way, I want to ask you, plugin. Chris, have you ever played poker with him? Poker with Chris? No, I'm afraid to. <laughs> no, well, you just he can't, plays poker. Re- I'll play poker you just can't read it. I think he'd just take you to the cleaners because you can't oh, read him at all. I'd love you? to play poker with him. Uh, I mean, Chris, Chris Chris can be in my head if he needs to. He knows what I'm thinking. He knows how I act. So, like, he he, I would lose so he would, easy. Wouldn't you? I know I would big way as well. Plus, I'm uh, a big um, emotional Italian, so I, you know, I I wear my emotions on my face. You know, you yeah, got, I do as well. No bluffing so, with me, and so does Spencer as well. Uh, um, so, uh, what, oh god, he's giving me that look. <laughs> he's he's any. I'm gonna get a balls in after this. He's starting. To, he's lawyer. Oh no, he's back at it. He's back at it. Uh, <laughs> don't don't mess with the guy. Who knows what he's doing? Show. That's all I want to say. I've, It'd um, really be a shame if something oh God, happened. Dude. 
to oh, you God. during the show. That's all I want to say. Oh, dear, I dear. Uh, oh, John's low. Oh, John's yawning. I'm sorry, John. I'm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, here with, do you want to go comment about this, John? Or do you think you want to pass on it? Um, I mean, no code is where it's going. I mean, but it's it's always kind of been here. I mean, that's what all the theme forest themes were really about just drop in a theme and drag and drop your content. It's just basically what we're doing is the same thing. It's just a different package. Yeah, it's true. Right. Um, I think we're going to drop the Alice story. Um, we'll stop. Oh, story, because um, this this end up being War and Peace. Um, we need to go on to our recommendation of the week. And Sally's going to really love this one, my recommendation. My recommendation is a YouTube channel by a guy called Richard Cooper. Now, I looked at the statistics of the show, and a, a lot of the people that listen to this show are, but not exclusively, um, uh, are male Big surprise, WordPress community. Um, and I've got to say, I wish I'd listened to Richard's videos on his YouTube um, channel 20 years ago or maybe 25 years ago. It would have really saved me a lot of personal agony about choosing women to date that were totally bonkers and really were not individual ladies that I should have allowed to enter into my life. And don't get me wrong, the right lady or the right man in one's life can be joyous, but allowing the wrong man or woman in your life is a, can be and will be an absolute fucking nightmare and will cost you dearly financially, and I'm sure... Um, Uncle Spencer, the lawyer, can confirm this financially and emotionally. Uh, um, you really, as a young, if you're a young developer um, between 20 and 40, you really, and you're thinking of getting married or having a long-term relationship with somebody, you really need to go over to Richard Cooper's channel and learn some really... Uh, well, not ugly, but the truth of what you're dealing with in 2021 before you go down that road. Well, that's my recommendation. And please, either Uncle Spencer or um, Andrew, can you make sure the recommendations are in the Slack WP Tonic channel? You've been doing a terrible job of it, Uncle Spencer. Well, now I'm not going to do it anymore. You're not going to do it at all. I only have have two of them in here right now. Right. Well, I'm just. So if somebody would post them in, I'll do it. But you got to post them in the Slack for me. Oh, I see. You guys are putting them into the uh, chat. I've done them. I've done them. I've done them. I've done them. Right. Um, So, um, Joe, what what is your recommendation? Well, I will just quickly mention Master Full Site Editing, uh, my new course. But that's not my real recommendation. My real recommendation is a function of that. Uh, it is the Cadence WooCommerce Email Designer. Uh, this is, uh, I tweeted the matinee version of this recommendation earlier. But um, basically, the emails that you send to customers are so important because it could, it, it starts off the relationship on the right foot. 
and I think WooCommerce does a terrible job of of making sure that that's put right in front of a shop owner, right? You have this 11-step... You, 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 on- you don't say. <laughs> you <Yeah>. don't say. <laughs> you have this 11-step onboard process when you install WooCommerce, and email's not a part of it at all, except for maybe turning them on. But you also need code to modify the content of the emails. And so I tested my onboard process yesterday and I send new users at least five emails when they sign up. Fixed that this morning. Turned all of them off. I installed Cadence WooCommerce email designer. Now They now get one email. It's their order confirmation and it has the account notes attached to it. So... You're so, it's like words from Moses. You're so yeah. right. What Talk about a fuck up. Yeah. And, well, and I mean, let's it's... Not talk about as, the, let's not talk about what they've done to the WooCommerce onboarding setup, which makes it exhausting for anybody who knows better because there's no escaping it now. And even if you bypass it, it still puts a notice up for your client to see. So you have to literally, I got to figure out how to disable it with a function. But the email thing, Joe, you are so right. Because I can't tell you how many times I have people who are already doing in their CRM these emails, mm-hmm. and even if not with the cadence add-on for the you know WooCommerce, and it's like, how about just giving us the power to do what we want without playing your games jetpack right. of trying to make us one of your you know I don't know uh, minions. You're not, you're, not yeah. on, you're not on message, Uncle Spencer. Don't you know that? I jetpack- said I was talking to the plugin, which is an inanimate don't object. You- don't you, you're not on message. I don't Uncle be anthropomorphic. Spencer. You're not on message, Uncle Spencer. Don't you realize that Jetpack is the driver of WordPress? It's the central core, it's the supreme central brain and plugin of, that drives all the growth in WordPress. Once don't, the AI don't you... enables into Jetpack, then we will be, have to be very sensitive to its feelings. But the as great, of right now, great, it's not great... aware, it's not a sentient plugin yet. They like, they like the great leader, the lifetime leader of WordPress has said that Jetpack anybody is the... who Anybody who likes the science fiction movies and also is aware of AI and all the issues ago, there's a new like remix of the movie Prometheus or that whole series of movies where it, it really is a metaphor for us and AI and all this stuff. But the point is, is that like we're at a cusp of legitimately some plugins coming out that will have AI in them that might actually get to the point of yeah. like realizing that they're smarter than the people who turn them bit, off. A bit like this podcast. What, what, is, your, what, is, your recommend, what is your recommendation, Spencer, before? Uh, G- I don't know if I'm saying this right. It's Guiana, which is one of several uh, services that allow you to take data from your WordPress site and show them in a visual way. And this really worked out for a client of mine where they had a bunch of stuff that was coming out of their CRM of what people were reading and clicking on, and their clients were paying for this knowledge. And so it wasn't really, uh, even with the advanced tools of uh, Active Campaign, wasn't really something that was easy to report on. They were able to just take a spreadsheet, pump it into this thing, and spit out these really beautiful reports with graphics that I got reminded of this from our little discussion of um, you know, post-statuses thing. You can really show a lot visually that is hard to understand from numbers. And so for anybody who is really trying to see for themselves, like Joe was saying, hey, like, who who is opening my emails? Well, it's much easier to show it with, like, a dot or a line than it is to maybe just look at numbers and glaze over, especially, you know, 
if you're old as Jonathan. So, yeah, thank you. that. Thank you for that, Spencer. Uh, um, is my your inability to pronounce the product my influence? Growing What's that? On you? Your inability to pronounce the product or service name. Well, was I don't my, know. Do you guys is think it my, is it my is it my influence? I, I would say it's Gianna. Gianna. Gianna has got a U in front of it, so it's a G, a hard G. Otherwise, it's a soft G. Okay. Uh, yeah, it depends, depends totally what language it's coming from. Here's, here's another lesson from my 15 years in WordPress and as a marketer. If you want to come up with a product name, easy to say, easy to spell, easy to remember, Okay. If people can't and possible it, to trademark, if that's if you can't the catcher, it, people can't share it. If they can't share it, you know, like I love you, you know, Vito, one of my favorite entrepreneurs. The whole thing with Atarim and so forth, I find terribly frustrating because it's an amazing product, but nobody will ever agree on how to is, say that unless they hear that, him say it. Is that how it's pronounced? I've just been calling it Atarim. Exactly. Adarim is fine. Adarim I'm is looking fine. forward to this in a couple of months' time. I'm gonna, not, well, I'm not going to be doing the advert. Not forget that Vito, English is his second language, so it's Atarim, which is Atarim. it's Hebrew. It's Hebrew for website. Yeah, That's I don't what care it what it is. It's unpronounceable it for me. But it doesn't it won't change it. It, it has to be plural. That's like plural ending in Hebrew. Giana, Giana. So let's keep this on track for once. Sally, you've got a recommendation that you want? I have a very basic recommendation because I've hardly even used the uh, 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 interwebs uh, for the past month, uh, but it's called SVG Gobbler. It is a um, browser extension, works with Chromium-based browsers and with Firefox. And basically what it does is if you need to like pull down logos for somebody's logo gallery or whatever else that it is, it will help you download the stuff <coughs> from a page. Um, uh, so it's one of those things that may save you a bit of time and trouble. Hey, well, That's thank a good you one, that. actually. Um, you know, HTML5 is now supporting these new native formats for WebWP and so forth. And I think SVG is underrated as far as how powerful it is. The reason it's been hard to adopt is because nobody understands what the hell to do with it. It's all these numbers and, you know, commas, but this would be... Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, it's absolutely the way you should be making your logo because it's scalable and it's usually a nice tiny file. Thank you for that. Um, John, have you got a recommendation you want to share with the tribe? Yeah, so this is a graphic novel I just picked up. This is, I can't really see, Anthrax Among the Living. Um, They recently had... uh, their 40th anniversary, they're one of the big four thrash bands, along with Metallica, Slayer, and Megadeth. To me, um, they're maybe the most interesting of the four. Um, overall, their discography and their body of work. Uh, recently, they put out a series on YouTube that documented their entire career from beginning to end. Uh, it's a series of 20-plus uh, videos. But this book has a bunch of different artists um, and creators. Uh, Some of the writers on this are Grant Morrison, Brian Azzarello, uh, they have Rob Zombie, Corey Taylor from Slipknot, different, all kinds of different people like creating uh, on this. But each of the songs on that album, uh, the Among the Living album, which a lot of people consider to be um, one of the classic thrash albums of all time, 
each of the the songs has a story that's illustrated in this book. So I recommend Metallica is in the thrash genre with anthrax. Who is? is You think Metallica is in the same genre? Are they thrash or are they more? Their first four albums are. Their first four albums. Their first four albums are. DC with thrash. First album of ACDC was the, thrash. Listeners yeah. and viewers, they, they yeah. lose me. Are, are we slightly off topic? Yeah, we're off topic yeah. a little bit, but because I, I listen to it. I have one more recommendation about the show, yeah. okay? When you watch Saturday Night Live, there's a spoof when Mike Myers in the day used to pretend he was Linda Richmond, and he would say, I have a topic. The, the progressive era was neither a topic, it was either an era nor a blah, blah, blah. Nor okay. progressive. I suggest if you want to do that thing you did to start the show, you make one sentence as the topic and then let people comment because that was, just, like, that was like a coma situated to start the show. All I suggest, Spencer, and I do this in all heart, and I love you to bit, Spencer. <laughs> if you want to run your own show, you can start your own podcast. I didn't say I'm telling you what to do. I'm saying it's Cast a suggestion. <laughs> right? Um, you can start your own podcast, and hopefully... I don't need to start my own you, show because... You I'm... would have me, and hopefully you would have me as a guest. I, um, feel like, um, I feel like I'm the Alec Baldwin to your Saturday Night Live, like, or Steve Martin to your Saturday Night Live. I, I visited here a, enough just, to suggest something in good faith that you will take with an open mind. You don't I have to do. do it. I always listen to you. You're, you're very, you are totally bonkers, but in a very nice way. But well, you're, you I'm just are. Simply saying, you know, the momentum of the show. Oh, well, yes. I, I mean, we're all mad here. Yeah, I'm like Spencer. I know I'm bonkers. Uh, um, so, um, <laughs> Andrew. My, my uh, lawyers will be sending you a letter, this, by the way, after the keep show. this going, can we? For God's sake, let's get this fucking bin finished. Uh, um, Andrew, uh, have you got a ref? Anything you want a to recommend? Recommendation. Yes. One of them. One of them, a recommendation. Right? Yeah, yeah. Extend the I want to say thanks. I want to say thanks to uh, Mr. Casabona <laughs> because WooCommerce has always had an editor, but it's seventy nine dollars, right? An email editor. It's it's done by store apps, and it, and I've used it, and it's crap. In my my professional opinion, it's crap. So well done for that. I'm going to be looking at uh, Cadence. We we are continually rewriting via code. The WooCommerce email notifications hey, that go out. Do that. Use this plugin. It's annoying. Yeah, I'm going to use the plugin from now on, but or I'm going to certainly give it a go. But talking about plugins, I'm going to recommend Extendify.com. If you are going to use Gutenberg, you are going to need and want Extendify.com. It's that simple. Gutenberg Hub has got so much. Um, content on it. Editor Plus is phenomenal. I think Spencer uses it. When we yeah. last had our hot tub, he was in the hot tub last time we had our meeting. Right. I think it was the day before yesterday, or yesterday even. Yesterday. You know, we. I cannot recommend Extendify.com. I want to get that. Much. I want to get that image out of my brain rapidly. Get it. Get it listen, in there. Extendify.com. Oh, I, and I, another I, thing. Yeah, Spencer in the hot tub. I talked to Andrew. He was in the tub last time. I was in the tub this time. I oh, recommended when Chris Badger was here, John Locke heard me. We all should get hot tubs and talk in the tub for the next show. But I will say, I talked to the That's, why you, that's definitely why you need your own podcast. When, when we can I do two recommendations, them, right? Extendify is, is something that I would highly recommend, but it goes along definitely. You need to use Extend, uh, Editor Plus. 
And when you use that, those are the features I was referring to earlier in the show, whether you use theirs as the, the basis for now or not, that is what I think is the future of Gutenberg is what it's providing. It's like, just here you go, put in the block, put in the page, style it as you wish. That's the experience that we already have at our fingertips. And uh, I spoke with Chris, the CEO and owner of the company about where the future is. There's some things we might do together, but the even just using it as it is, is amazing. So, yeah, fantastic. Got enough. From the hot one, one. But make, make it quick, Angie, if you've right, got another. It's, it's, uh, the, the, I've learned so Joe's got this. better things to do. He's, he's got another baby. He's got a bloody I've soccer learned, team already. This is sick of fancy, but I've learned already. so much on um, underrepresentation. If you want to learn, learn so much and you've been re-educated on it, um, just follow at lockdown. Right. whatever it is because whatever you're going to say your name at the end anyway but it's just i'm following john and he's taught me so much so i'm grateful yeah, it's, for that. it's fantastic actually um, um right panel gonna wrap this up um so joe what's the best way for people to find out more about you and what you're up to if you want to learn more about me, you can follow me on Twitter at jcasabona or check out what I'm doing over at casabona.org. And Joe, don't wait for me to um, email you for, to come on the show. You're always <laughs> well. You're always welcome to come on the show. So whenever you got a spare and want to come on, just email me. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate um, that. Thanks, uh, um, Uncle Spencer, who's taken a lot of. Of shit for me through this episode in good grace. You deserve everything uh, you got. Today. <laughs> I've been terrible. After your fiasco yesterday of cutting <laughs> off the interview mid sentence so you could go to your premium model. That was the most ridiculous move you made in the 15 years I've known. Well, I, would have, I would have thought you got used to it by now. Sentence uh, of Stephen asking a question. You cut him off <laughs> like you're some kind of dictator. So, anyway, everybody should watch that show. You can find me at WPLaunchify or launchflows.com. I will say I've been enjoying a lot of Joe's content, and I always love John's content, but like John Locke. But Joe's content lately, because when I started to dig into what exactly is a pattern versus a reusable block, you got some new videos there, and that was very helpful. Um, Thank you. Can you just, right, Sally, Sally, can you, you know, how can people find out more about you? <laughs> I am uh, either at WP Fangirl or at Sally Getch on um, all the various socials. And if you can spell my name, you can find me. There's only one of me in Google. Yeah. And John, how can people find out more about you? You can find me at my website, lockdownseo.com. Uh, as Andrew said, you can follow me on Twitter, lockdown underscore. Um, or go to my YouTube channel. Just search for... Uh, Lockdown SEO or John Lock SEO. And there's almost 800 videos there uh, to watch. So, and Andrew, and it's fantastic. It really is fantastic knowledge. And Andrew, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Well, you can go on Twitter at Arnie Palmer, I A R N I Palmer dot whatever, at Arnie Palmer. And then you can go to this is Andrew Palmer.com, see what I've invested in and see if I want to invest in you. How's that? Yeah, thank you. And please listen, please try, join us on the WP Tonic Mastermind WordPress group. Um, 
I'll be talking more about my views about Richard Cooper and the modern American woman and what you what you need to know about her uh, um, and other subjects that really will assist you as a young developer, things that you really know. And um, we're going to be del- I'm going to be delving, and I want you, the tribe to join us. We're also, with Andrew's assistance, going to be doing a weekly newsletter that's going to be fantastic, great value, great, more of my sarcasm as well. Um, Looking think, forward to it. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, um, but mm. I do everything twice as slow that he thinks I should do stuff, but I'm a plodder. He does. I'm I'm fast pl- enough. I'm a plodder. Uh, um, we'll see you next week with another interesting and tongue-in-cheek episode of the WP Tonic <laughs> Roundtable Show. Joe looks totally stunned. Uh, um, um, oh, we'll see you next <laughs> I time. just smile Thanks. a lot. Bye. He's not proud. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.